GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. I feel the need. The need for speed. We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode. On the Last Action Podcast, I am LPJ, and I'm joined by a man who stays awake just to hear me breathing. <laughs> Hovercraft Joe. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that uh, intro, to be honest with you. No? You don't um, remember those times when like, we would sit in the grass and you'd like dance animal crackers off my bare chest and then eat them? <laughs> I already don't like the start of this uh, <laughs> I already don't like where this episode's going. Um, Look, I didn't uh, like where the episode was going when your dad would chase me around our oil rig with a shotgun. That was terrible. I don't like. Also, he's an awful this, shot. I don't. He wasn't trying to shoot him. Uh, I don't like in the scenario that I'm Liv Tyler. But anyways, um, <laughs> I think we've bounced back and forth. I think we've both been Liv Tyler in this scenario back and forth here. So uh, we've uh, reached the end of summer blockbuster month, and what better way to close it out, if you haven't guessed already, than with a movie that I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been on the podcast yet, but we're, we're talking about uh, Armageddon tonight, uh, the 1998 classic question mark Armageddon? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a classic insofar as, like, what do you think of summer blockbusters this is kind of the first one like this and independence day are really the one a one b as far as like what people bring up for summer blockbusters okay well okay i would say that as examples i wouldn't necessarily say like there's not any in between because there's like what two or four years in between or no, i can't no, remember no, i when... get that but when when you say like what if i were to just take a random poll if i were to walk around the streets of detroit and ask people hey uh, if I were to say summer blockbuster, what movie would spring to mind? I would say most people would probably say something along the lines of Independence Day or Armageddon. I, obviously, based on their age, you know, a twelve-year-old's probably not going to know this movie as much as a, you know, a thirty-year-old and older would know. But my point is, within a certain <laughs> no. demographic, this is kind of one no, of those I, 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 movies. I agree with you. To, to I, I do agree with you on that. It is kind of uh, synonymous with the word or with the phrase "summer blockbuster." Sure. This is, and so it, so it's fitting that we're using it to kind of close out the month. We started the month with Independence Day, and we're closing out the month with Armageddon. Uh, this movie actually, uh, fun fact. Oh, sorry, just hit the table. Sorry, folks. Uh, this movie was released on June thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. So my eighteenth birthday. birthday. Yeah, my eighteenth birthday. birthday uh, Armageddon came out and kind of rolling into that. I know we saw this in theaters. I I mean, maybe it was on my birthday. It I don't know. I just can't remember. Like, like in 1998, though, like I don't that's so long ago. I, I don't remember. Like, could we have seen this on a Thursday night showing or was that before they really had those? That was really when they had midnight showings. But I don't think we went to a midnight showing. So we just actually see this on the Friday it came out. See, kids, back in the day when movies came out, you you had to see them on the day they actually opened on Friday. And you had to go and buy tickets and wait in line and pick your seats out. It was a whole thing. Well, so June 30th, 1998, right? You said June 30th, 1998? Yeah. Was a Tuesday. Oh, well, 
Then we well, I, we must have saw it on that Tuesday night then. Yeah, I think we did. So, but anyways, yeah, I I, I guess I will say I I, I remember like uh, clearly the hype for this movie oh leading God. up to it. And I remember seeing it. I think uh, I, I believe we saw this at the Showcase Westland. Is yeah, what my memory that's, serves. I me. agree with that. Um, and, and you know, I remember like, okay, it's fine. Uh, obviously, the Aerosmith song is like a huge, like, like I probably rem- I remember that obviously more than the movie. I hadn't really, to be honest with you, like, I feel like I haven't seen this movie in a good two decades or something. Like, I, I seriously don't remember the last like. Maybe I've seen it a couple other times since we saw that time in the theaters, but I like sitting down to watch this movie. I was like, yeah, I couldn't remember the last time I had actually watched it. So it's just, it's like a movie I know of, and obviously it's a big deal, but it's not something that I revisit a lot. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, uh, so I have a, a very interesting take with this movie. Not interesting take, interesting history with this movie. I worked at McDonald's, at the time this movie was coming out, like that summer, and you worked there too. It was oh like, yeah, I would have been. You would have been. Yeah, I would have been working. Do you there, remember yeah. the giant Armageddon display that showed all the characters on there, but none of them looked like the actors? I, I, no, I oh, yeah. don't. There was that. None of them looked like they clearly did not obtain the likeness rights for merchandising in uh, McDonald's from uh, from the actors for this. But they had a giant Armageddon standee. There was Armageddon like tie-ins for the for the for the value meals, for the combo meals, and for the happy meals, and all kinds of stuff. Like it was McDonald's was Armageddon everything. Um, and so you know. We kind of had a front row for all the hype as far as that part goes. But then uh, the song was huge. Like the song was played so much that um, I hated it after a while. Like I could not listen to the song. And the movie itself was gigantic. Like everyone kept saying, oh, this movie's terrible. This movie's garbage. But everybody went and saw it multiple times. Like it was Mm -hmm. a huge, gigantic hit. Um, And you're right. Like when the, when the, when the VHS came out, we bought it and I watched it maybe two or three more times after I saw it in the theater. But other than that, and it was right after we got the, the, the VHS. So yeah. other than that, I don't know that I've seen this movie since until yeah, we, I watched of, the podcast this week. I'm kind of surprised I don't own this movie. Well, actually I feel like maybe it was kind of in a weird time. Like it was before I was buying a lot of movies. So, I mean, I guess maybe this had come out like, few years later i probably would own it but i definitely didn't own it um i rented it um on amazon to watch yep yeah i didn't own it either i watched it on i don't even remember what i watched it on i think i might watch it on peacock or something yeah which is annoying because i feel like i couldn't figure out if it was free anywhere so i rented it and then i think i saw today that it was on peacock yeah i think i watched it on peacock yeah you know what i did it was weird i watched it on peacock and they had like spaces where there would be commercial breaks in it, but then there were no commercials and it would just jump to the next scene. So it's very odd. It was odd to watch. That is weird. Um, Okay. So speaking of the, the kind of the dollars and cents of this, this movie has a budget of $140 million, a domestic gross of $201 million and a worldwide gross of $553 million. So definitely a blockbuster, definitely a huge, um, which, by the way, I just want to tell you this now because I got a really big chuckle out of it today when I was kind of finishing up my research for it, and I was, 
I was Googling, oh, when was the release date of Armageddon? I was Googling the budget or something, and it will show you, like, other people ask things related to the movie. Yeah. And one of them, the first one that people also ask is, is Armageddon a true story? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the first answer was, yes? No, I didn't click on it, but oh. I'm like, I'm, no, it's not a true story. Um <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, so big hit. Uh, it it it's on. Uh, sorry, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of thirty eight percent, which yep. is low, but still higher than Beverly Hills Cop three. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's facts. true. Uh, and an audience score of seventy three percent. Which yeah, that tracks. Tracks enough, I guess. <clears throat> oh yeah. Um, I don't. It seems a little high after rewatching it today, but um, okay. So, geez, the cast of this movie. Wow. Let's just get into it. So Bruce Willis is Harry Stamper. Billy Bob Thornton is Dan Truman. Ben Affleck is A.J. Frost. Uh, Liv Tyler is Grace Stamper. Will Patton, Will Patton as Chick. Steve Buscemi as Rockhound. William Fichtner as Colonel Willie Sharp. Owen Wilson as Oscar. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. as Bear. Peter Stormar, which are like second Peter Stormar movie in a row. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was in Minority <laughs> Report. Yes, you're right. Yeah, the, su- the summer of Peter Stomar. Uh, he plays Lev Adropov. Um, Keith David shows up in this movie. Uh, Jason Isaac. Yep. Um, I, I, I mean, like, anyone else you want to mention? I feel like I mentioned sure. most of the people. Uh, um, Udo Kier is the psychologist. He's kind of a famous uh, c- character actor. Um. Ellen Cleghorn is in this from a uh, from oh uh, yeah and she, she's Live. for some she's for some reason sticking things up their butt as uh-huh. part of the physical I yep. don't know why Eddie Griffin is in this oh He's the I forgot about at the beginning um, the uh, um, I can't think of her name now but April from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is in this you told me that and I don't well, first of all isn't that when there multiple Aprils in the Teenage Mutant the Ninja first Turtle the movies? first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Who is she in this? She's uh she's chicks like baby mama. Ex-wife. Oh, is that real? Is that really her? Yeah. Oh, she looks too young to be that April O'Neil, but anyways. Well, April O'Neil was like when she made Turtles, I think she was like 19 or 20. Well, I don't know. You didn't let me be on that episode. So, anyways. Well, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm not really no, I was, sorry. Actually, I wasn't available. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, any is anyone else you want to mention? Or uh, it was narrated by Charlton Heston. Is he the one that does the, at the beginning of it? He yeah, does like that, a, that super oh. important narration in the beginning of the movie that ties it all together. You know. Oh, you know what? Um, I messed up. Jeez, I'm, I listen, listen to me messing up the format. Uh, before we get to net worth, I didn't talk about the top grossing movies. You of did not. No. Lord, jeez. My, my old age here. So top uh, top grossing movies of 1998. Number one is Saving Private Ryan. Number two is this film, Armageddon. And number three is There's Something About Mary. Uh, number seven, uh, the only other movies we've covered this year, surprisingly a short, uh, a not very busy year for us. We've covered number seven, Rush Hour, and number 29, Blade. So that's yeah. it for 1998. But I did see a few other things in the uh, top grossing movies of 1998 that I'm like, yeah, we should probably hit those uh, at some point. One of them being, which uh, maybe now is a good enough time to mention it, is it's so odd that also in the top ten that um, 
This is also the year that Deep Impact came out. Yeah, it, it came out like the month before. Yeah, it's so weird, right? Like, Well, that's kind did... of the story. Like, they, <clears throat> So the guys who did Deep Impact went to Disney. because this is, this is, So Armageddon was made by Touchstone, which is a Disney company. Right. Um, the guys from Deep Impact went to Disney to pitch Deep Impact. And I guess one of the PAs there wrote down a bunch of information about Deep Impact and then took it to Disney... <laughs> And, oh, and then Disney was like, oh, yeah, let's do that, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, and that's kind of how this whole thing got kicked off the ground. Yeah, uh, Deep Impact comes in eighth in the box office for uh, 1998's domestic box office. Oh, uh, Enemy of the State. That was the movie I saw in here. I'm like, ooh, we got to do Enemy of the State. I remember I seeing that, that in the theater. Yeah, I love that movie. There was another one on here just scrolling through, and I was like, Oh, Ronin. I've never seen, but I hear it's good. Ronin's good, now, yeah. I'm just, now I'm just listing movies I saw in 1998 that I think we should do. But there was one, Oh, you know which one it is? It, it, it's like, not to spoil, uh, people forget by the time it goes. But this year, for our spooky movies, we're definitely doing The Faculty. Yes. Yep. we talked 100%. about it before. We've talked about we're it many do- times before. Yeah. But we're definitely doing The Faculty. That's a movie that I think both you and I bizarrely love, even it's though it's so, like... It's so great. <laughs> It's so it's such a weird movie. It has a weird cast. And anyways, okay. So I have a lot of net worths for you. So you want to roll through them? You don't say. Uh, Okay, let's go. Uh, First up, uh, I got Keith David. He's got that sweet, sweet sixth season of Community that was on the Yahoo app money. What do you think for Keith David? He's got that sweet, sweet plays the president on Rick and Morty money. Um, I'm gonna go. Five million. Hey, five million on the button. Yes. Great start. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good day, guys. <clears throat> Next up, uh Jason Isaacs. I think he has that sweet, sweet when they tried to raunch, launch the like monster verse and he was gonna be Dracula Untold. Is that Jason Isaac? Uh no. I don't know about no. that. No, it's not. No, it's not. He's got that sweet, sweet uh M- Malfoy, uh yeah. Harry Potter money. Yep, he's got that sweet, sweet uh 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 Bad guy, uh, British officer in the Patriot money. Um, I'm going to go 15. Uh, what was that again? 15. Uh, close. 12 million. All right. And okay. I was thinking I was thinking of Luke Evans. You're I don't know Luke why Evans. I got him Yeah, confused. I was like, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, next up, William Fickner. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, guy that runs the mob bank at the beginning of the Dark Knight money. Ooh, William Fickner. He's got that sweet, sweet... Uh, crooked cop in go money uh <laughs> wow go how many is. times is go gonna come every time i can I'm try and bring go, go in until we do it on the on the podcast i don't know if it's an action movie but we might do it anyway um i'm gonna go eight million close nine million all right he works a lot i figured more than keith david okay next up peter stormeyer he's got that sweet sweet uh Minority report money. There it is. He's got that sweet, sweet, better than a million things as a creepy Russian money. Uh, Twelve million. Mm, five million. Okay. Sorry, Peter. Next up, Will Patton. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, Yellowstone money. What do you think for Will Patton? Will Patton's got that sweet, sweet Thomas Jane Punisher money. Uh, take that, Joe. How did you not bring that up? Dang it! You know what? And I earlier today I was like, "Oh, I got to mention the uh, Thomas Jane Punisher." Well, he's I like, did. He's like uh, John Travolta's like right hand man, right? The yep. guy. That he, okay. Yep. 
15 million. Seven million, man. Your streak is your streak it's not, is dying. It's not good. I give uh, these guys too much credit. <laughs> Next up, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. He's got that sweet, sweet sling blade money. <laughs> what do you think for Billy Bob Thornton? Mm-hmm. I like the way you act. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's got that sweet, sweet, um, sweet, sweet. I'm trying to think of a good movie he's been in. He's been in so many. Uh, yeah, just think of one. No, I got to think of the perfect one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's got, let's say, $45 million. $45 million yes! on the button. Wow. That is, that's impressive. You've gotten two so far, so I got I to gotta give you credit for that. Um, okay. Uh, next up is Owen Wilson. He's got that. Speaking of movies we need to do on the podcast, he's got that Cars? sweet, sweet. No, oh. sweet, sweet. <laughs> Shanghai noon money. Uh, let's see. Owen Wilson has that sweet, sweet uh, Loki money. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty million. That you're lowballing. Real way low. He's got he's got seventy million dollars. Wow. Okay. Good for him. Wow. 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 Well, That's my Owen that Wilson. Car- That's all I've got. He's got that cars money, I guess. Uh, Okay, next up, Steve Buscemi. He's got that sweet, sweet randomly showing up in all of Adam Sandler's movies Uh uh, money. Uh, Let's see. Steve Buscemi's got that sweet, sweet former Boston fire department, fire firefighter money. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go 60 million. Only 35 million for Steve Buscemi, Uh, but he spends it all. He donates all the money to the to the firefighters. He's a, good, he's a good dude. Uh, uh, good dude. Okay. We actually only have four more. No, three more. <laughs> Sorry. Only three more. Only three uh, more. So next up is Liv Tyler. Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet uh, Lord of the Rings money. Hey, there we go. Uh, Liv Tyler's got that sweet, sweet uh, Aerosmith videos money. Uh, oh. I can't th- what's, the, what's the one? The, the two that she's in. It was it crazy. Was, it, was cra- and, uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. No, she was just in crazy. Alicia Silverstone oh, she's was in both. like three got of them. Yeah. Uh, she's got that crazy money. I'll go. I'm going to go a hundred million for her. Only 50 million. Oh. You're like either really close or like way, way off. off. Yeah. Okay. Last two, uh, Ben Affleck. He's got that sweet, sweet school ties money. What do you think Ooh. for Ben Affleck? Oh man. Ben Affleck's got that sweet, sweet, Clerks 3 money? A movie that hasn't come out yet? Is he in that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, God, he's he makes a lot of money. Because he's a producer, a writer, makes a bunch of... He's a director, makes a bunch of movies. I'll go $200 million. Close-ish, $150 million. Okay. Uh, and then finally, I, we've done him a lot on the podcast, uh, Bruce Willis. Um, he's got that sweet, sweet uh, Fifth Element money? I don't know. I've never seen the Fifth Element. That's a movie we should do, too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis has that sweet, sweet Color of Night money. Uh, ooh, sweet, sweet Jackal money. How's that? <laughs> the Jackal, which funny enough is one of like the five free DVDs yep. I got when I bought my first uh, DVD player. And it was like a giant monstrosity and it cost like $200, but you that. got five five free DVDs and one was the Jackal, one was the Mask, one was Fool's Russian, uh, one was Get 
Shorty and can't remember the other one. Anyway, oh, sorry. Uh, I got, let's see, for my five free, I got Stargate was one of them. Oh, gosh. Uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Um, what else did I get? Stargate, Lethal Weapon 4. I can't for the life of me remember any of the other ones. It wasn't Get Shorty, by the way. It was actually Analyze, analyze This, this or yeah. That. Whichever, analyze This. Which, whichever one was the first one. Um, yeah. But the Bruce Willis Jackal was one of them. Anyways. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> we're 20 yeah. minutes in. Uh, let's see. He's got, I'm going to say, I'm going to say $350 million. $250 million. Okay. Okay. So, Plus, okay. you know, he retired. Was... He retired. The, the poor man has a medical condition now where he can't act anymore. So that's true. I'm going to miss that's Bruce true. Willis acting. I miss you, Bruce things. Willis. It's some things. Okay, so as we, as we probably mentioned, if we hadn't, this movie is directed by our old friend, Michael Bay. <laughs> yes, it was. Wait, it was, I can't remember. How many Michael Bay movies have we done on this podcast? Uh, this, The Rock, Con Air, uh, Transformers. Uh, uh, the, his, his Netflix one, we Netflix did, remember? Netflix one, yep. Which was, what was that one? That was... Um, something Six? Something yeah. had Six in it? I don't remember. Uh I like it's like oh if only I had the Internet Movie Database pulled up I could tell you what it's called. Uh, keep talking, I'm looking. Uh, let's uh, see what movies have we done of Michael Bay? We've done oh it's called Six, Six Underground. Oh, uh, we did bad. We've boys. We've also done and Bad Boys too. Yeah. So let's see, we've done one, two, three, four, five. Six. We've done six of his one, two, three, four, five. Of his 15 movies, we've done six of them on this podcast. I guess I never knew that he was a music video director before. Oh, yeah. That's uh, how he started. That's like, that was, he was like a big time music director. Yeah. Like his, his thing is full of them. So, sure. I mean, I mean, at some point, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to wear you down. All the movies you covered, at some point, you got to throw Jody a bone so we can do Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. <sighs> Just. Just you know, to throw know him a that, bone. He's been our fr- he, he's been our friend for thirty plus years. You could do that movie on the podcast. You love the Transformers. I don't love that Transformers. I don't care how many movies have we done that you don't love on the podcast. I don't. I don't pick them. <laughs> well, anyways, um, the island. I remember the island that was filmed in Detroit. Anyways, but anyway, so everyone knows Michael Bay. This movie is very Michael Bay e, obviously. Well, you know, it's um, weird. I would say yes, it is very Michael Bay e, but at the same time, it's not as crazy over the top Michael Bay as it gets in like Bad Boys Two and the Transformers movies. Like, there's no crazy lens flaring or. You know some of the other like aesthetic that, that's, stuff. That's true, and I I would say that there's not uh, there wasn't really a lot of like slow motion or stuff like that in right. this one either. So okay, it, it's definitely a Michael Bay film. There's a lot of American flags <laughs> in the military, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But okay, fair enough. So uh, this movie, <laughs> the writing credits on this movie, Jesus. So the story is by Robert. Roy Poole and Jonathan Hensley. Uh, but do you know is, who Jonathan Hensley is? I do not know who he is. The director of the Thomas me. Jane Punisher. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's married. <laughs> to, he's married to Gail Ann Hurd, who produced this. 
Oh, shoot. He also wrote that movie, uh, The Ice Road, where I think uh, Liam Neeson kills people with a uh, snowplow, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, he, oh, he also wrote the uh, Val Kilmer uh, Saint movie, The Saint. So yep. there you go. Uh, okay. So now the screenplay of this movie is written by Jonathan Hensley, J.J. Abrams, Tony Gilroy, and Shane Salerno. So, And I think I read that like they brought J.J. Abrams on to do some kind of like touch-up work on it. And it was going to be, like, uncredited, but, like, Michael Bay liked what he did so much that he, like, insisted that he get credit on the screenplay. Yeah, because I think Abrams wrote the original screenplay for it, and then Jonathan Henslaw took it and rewrote most of it. But then, um, uh, well, that's not true. Hold on. So it was adapted from, I don't know what it was adapted from. Um, I have no idea what this was actually adapted from, but they they gave an adapted credit to Tony Gilroy, who's the guy who wrote... um, all of the Bourne movies. Right. Yep. And so this uh, movie, this movie has a decent pedigree for yeah. writing. It's, su- it's surprising. Well, and I did hear, um, excuse me. I don't know if you saw some of the stuff, but it did seem like that they really kind of like the original screenplay and what ended up changed a lot. Like that they yes. were, they're originally like the whole romance <laughs> thing. Like, I, I guess like Ben Affleck's character was more of like a glorified extra in the original version. And it focused way more on like, Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis's character. Right. But then like Titanic came out and was such a big hit that they put in the whole like love story angle and really focused on that. That doesn't surprise me at all. Which is, which is kind of, kind of interesting uh, if you think about it, but yeah, I'm surprised. I don't know. I mean, this, this movie, we'll get it. We'll we'll, we'll put a pin in it. I'm not going to put a pin in it yet because that I want to know if they made that decision after they cast Ben Affleck. Because he's so bad in this. He is awful in this movie. I think maybe they did. uh, I think maybe they made the decision afterwards. I don't know. Uh, Because he's not the right actor for that part. (laughs) I would contend that nobody's that great in this movie. Uh, Maybe not. I like Bruce Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton are good in this. Yeah, I kind of like William Fickner in it. I actually really like. Michael Clark Duncan's good in it. I like Owen Wilson, even though he's yeah. only in it for a brief point. Um, so here's okay. Before I just gotta ask this: Who now? There's a member of the mining mining team. Yes. Who is like they? He doesn't get an introduction. Nope. He's just like there. I can't remember his name, and then I think he died when the when the space shuttle crashed. Yeah, he literally like, just like he's not I've, anywhere. In like on the oil rig, you never see him on the oil rig, and then all of a sudden he shows up. Like, oh yeah, he's one of the guys. Like, of course he's going to be here. He should be here. But they don't introduce him at yeah, all. Yeah, like I, nothing. Like I, I did yeah, not. Well, I did not I, get it. Well, I totally forgot. Um, I forgot about him in the movie, and then at the end, like at the wedding, and they have all the pictures, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. They're I'm like, who's? I'm like, oh yeah, that's the guy that like wanted a couple people. Um, to be brought, made U.S. citizens with no questions asked or whatever. Wait, like, so I he, just, he lived? No, he's at the wedding. Oh, they the have picture, pictures of the all picture the, of the, right, yeah. the dead, like memorial pictures right, of like right, right. Bruce Willis and the the guy, the guy, the Max, maybe his name is, and Owen Wilson, and then that guy too. And I'm like, who is that guy? I literally don't think if I looked at the cast list, I don't think I could tell you uh, who it was. So, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, so uh, the music by this, uh, the music is by, uh, I'm sorry, I had it in front of me, uh, Trevor, Trevor Rebin. Ray- Trevor I don't, do you got anything on him? 
No. He did the music for uh, Deep Blue Sea, another movie we will cover at oh. some point. Oh, he did the music for National Treasures, so you got okay. that going for so you. He's, so he's pretty good. He's a musician. Yeah. I got a, I got a feeling he knew um, knew Michael Bay. Oh, okay. Well, and the, obviously we talk, talked about it before, but the big thing this movie is known for is obviously the Aerosmith song, uh, yeah. Don't Want to Miss a Thing. And, like, I think it's it, 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 it's it's hard to express, like, how huge that song is, like, and was, and, like, still is. Like, I mean, I still feel like even someone who probably has never seen this movie probably knows that song, I feel sure. like. That's how, like, much of, like, a cultural, like, touchstone and like big deal that song was when it came out yeah and it's a well-written song it's a good song it was just drastically overplayed like i you couldn't escape it it was so crazy um and it was written by um diane warren who wrote like a million huge hits for you know uh for for anyone you could country stars rock stars she wrote um uh i don't have the list in front of me but she wrote like a million different number top top number one songs um, and then wrote this initially for like Celine Dion, and then it ended up getting passed to Art to uh, to Aerosmith for them to play for this movie, which is oh. bizarre. <laughs> uh, you're gonna play some of it, right? I'm gonna play it right now. Here we go. All right. Stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While you're far away. Spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever. Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure. We got enough of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, Aerosmith sings the shit out of that song. Like, I I, I, I still kind of like that song. I like I mean, the song, I too. Like... I was playing it for my uh, my six-year-old earlier, and he's like, man, that's a really good song. I really like it. I'm like, I, I know. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's catchy. It is. It sticks in your head, though. I Like, I, after I watched this, I watched the movie about a week ago. And uh, that's not true, about five days ago. And the song was stuck in my head up until, uh, like, I watched it on a Sunday night, and the song was stuck in my head until Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I believe it. I, I was I was singing it all day today because I, I as as per uh, my usual go with the podcast, I finished watching this the last hour about an hour and a half or so before we were recording this episode. Yeah, that so, sounds right for you. Um, well, the problem was. This is neither here nor there, but I'm going to finish the thought now because I rented it because I didn't realize I could watch it on Peacock. When I rent a movie for this podcast, I always plan on giving my time to what I always rent it on Wednesday night. So I get a two day rental. So I rent it at Wednesday at like seven. So I have it till Friday at seven. So I have that like anyways, no one cares. No one cares about the. You know, uh, there's a (laughs) logistic. There's a certain logistics that we have to follow for this podcast. And that's yours. 
Yeah, and this is uh, th- we're, we're going to get into the plot now. This movie is too long. I'm just oh going to throw God, it out there yes. right now, right off the bat. This movie is too long. Yeah, it's it's, an, t- it's an hour before they even get to the shuttles, and then there's another hour was, and a half of the shuttle stuff. Right. It's it's insane. Okay. Anything else you need to mention before we get? Oh crap! You know what? This episode taglines. Okay, Jesus, and there's a lot of them. Here we go. Oh, taglines. This movie has been <laughs> flustered. This is going to be a three-hour episode, guys. Hang in. Hang on true. there. You, usually, usually when it's just you and I, we plow through these episodes. We're like, this is going to be our longest one ever. No, you think uh, this is okay. our first time doing doing the show. Let's let's go. <laughs> taglines. Oh, my gosh. There's 12 of them. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> more taglines than the length. Okay, keep going. Just go. Just go. It's closer than you think. <laughs> Heads up. Heads up. That's the second one, That's by the way. That's the second one? <laughs> Yeah, it's just heads up. Okay, third one. Earth. It was fun while it lasted. (laughs) The next one. The Earth's darkest day will be man's finest hour. Uh, Next one. For love, for honor, for mankind. Next one. Take the ride of your life. (laughs) Uh, uh, Next one. All the time in the world is all they've got. Uh, Okay, Uh, fair enough. (laughs) Next one, prepare to fight like there's no tomorrow. This fight next what? One. Fight the <laughs> asteroid? These, these last ones are so bad. Okay, next one. School's out forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, well, you think that's bad. You ready for the next one? Okay. <laughs> Time to kick some asteroid. <laughs> That's so obvious, but I actually kind of like that one. That this one's dumb. No more taxes, ever. <laughs> so and then, stupid. Luckily, we're at the last one of these twelve taglines, and it's nothing on Earth can prepare you. All right, <laughs> school's out forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, Get I guess that's one asteroid. way to. Th- I guess that's one way to think of a. Uh, Extinction level asteroid hitting the Earth schools out forever. Uh, okay, so plot of this movie it starts with that Charlton Heston voiceover uh, talking about the asteroid that hit the Earth and like killed the dinosaurs and all the all the damage that it did. I don't know if we really need that at the beginning of this movie. No, we do uh, not. Next, next up, you got some uh, astronauts in space. Uh, they're repairing a space shuttle and like. All like all the like a it's like a meteor shower happens right kind of rips apart the uh, yeah the uh, the space shuttle and all the stuff um, that and then like so like <laughs> okay I'm sorry uh, okay so we see that then we get the guy who's um, <clears throat> the guy who I'm confused about his role in this because he's later on he says he's retired Navy but he owns his own super powerful telescope question and he's yelling at his wife to get the phone book. I don't really understand that guy. Uh, I, I, what I think is, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, we'll just, sk- just it, skip there's it. no explaining it. The man owns a giant telescope. Moving on. Okay, skip it. Uh, Eddie Griffin's riding a bike with his dog. Like, there's a lot of tension paid to Eddie Griffin in this, and I don't know why. Um, then, like, uh, that scene where the dog's attacking the Godzillas, like. Yeah, is that supposed to be like an F.U. to the Godzilla movie, question mark? I think. 
Maybe? Did that movie did that movie come out in ninety eight as well? Yeah, I think it came out in ninety eight. Was it uh I'll look it up. You can just keep going. Okay. Uh, so after that weird scene with the dog, like a bunch of small like meteors start trashing uh like a meteor shower starts like trashing New York City and like blowing thing up and like some of that guy that's selling the Godzilla's gets blown up, but Eddie Griffin and his dog are fine. I don't I don't quite get that part. Oh, uh but it really Yeah. Sorry, Godzilla came out in May 20th of 98. Okay. There you go. Uh, but it like really trashes New York city. Um, and that's when you find out that that, that was just kind of like the precursor. And that's when like that giant, they find out about the giant asteroid that they essentially say is the size of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to hit the earth in 18 days. Um, and no matter where it hits, like they're going to be fucked. It's going to, it's like yeah, a world it's a, killer. It's an extinction they, level event. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to hit and basically destroy the Earth. So uh, cut to uh, the South China Sea. Uh, Bruce Willis is hitting golf balls at a Greenpeace boat. He plays Harry Stamper. Um, His daughter is Liv Tyler in this, and she's sleeping with Ben Affleck, and he chases Ben Affleck around the oil rig with a shotgun, not trying to shoot him, question mark? I don't know. He looked (laughs) like he was trying to shoot him, like – Granted, he was shooting. Oh no, he was shooting shot. He was shooting actual like birdshot at him. So it would have yeah. hurt. I don't know if want to kill him, but it certainly would have hurt. Uh, and then like so, uh, then like the investors show up and they're like giving him a tour. And Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis are arguing because she doesn't want him to be with Ben Affleck because he's a roughneck and she blah blah blah. Anyways, cut back to NASA. They're trying to figure out the best way to deal with uh, the asteroids. Um, and, and so they're trying to go in with all these ideas. They have one where it's like, oh, what if we put up a giant wind sail to like slow down the asteroid? But eventually what they I think Jason Isaac is the one who comes in and, and is like the idea is like they had they're going to blow up the asteroid from the inside. Right. Because they can't just fire missiles at it because it won't do enough damage. Like right. if you fire a nuke at it from the front, it won't do anything. But if you dr- drill down and put it in the middle of the asteroid, it'll break it up, and they think it'll like yeah. What they're skirt the what sides. they're postulating is the asteroid has like a natural fault line in it, so they're going to drill through the fault line toward the center of the asteroid, blow it up from the inside, and essentially split it in two halves that are going to go off on an angle that's going to miss the Earth on either side. Right, and so they bring in Bruce Willis, and they're like, "Hey, they're like, we need you to teach these astronauts how to drill." Um, and this is where you get like the ludicrous, uh, setup for this movie is that Bruce Willis is like, well, drilling's an art. I don't know if it is. So like, I can't teach these guys to do it. So I will help, but I want to bring my crew, my drilling crew into space to do the drilling. Yes. That's the premise. That's the premise. I love how I was reading, reading in, uh, part of the research here. And Ben Affleck walked up to Michael Bay and he's like, does this really make sense? Like, why wouldn't you just teach the astronauts how to drill? And Michael Bay's like, shut up. It's in the script. Yeah. Michael Bay was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, then, okay. So the first of like this movie, I feel like has like five or six montages, but like, oh, yeah, I have a real problem. Hold with on. This, Can the- you imagine if there weren't montages and all of those scenes were played out? Jesus, this movie, this movie would be, be like four, four hours long. Four hour long movie, yeah. So I am, listen, I, this movie has a lot of issues, but I, I have a real problem with the timeline in this movie because there's a montage yes. 
there's a montage of uh, he's like, all right, I, you got to get my crew for me and bring him here to NASA. So there's a montage of them going. They're like, oh, they left the place and they scattered. So they're so like he pick they pick up one in Vegas and like uh, Michael Hook Dunk is driving his motorcycle in like South Dakota. But it's like Bruce Willis when they get him to NASA, he's like, oh, you guys have been flying me over for 15 hours. So they flew him in for the South China Sea. Conceivably, at most, it's been a day, and somehow all these people got all over the world. They well, left the South. That's what's crazy is like they pick Harry up from from the oil rig, right, and take mm-hmm. him right to NASA. The job's not done. They had just like hit oil on the oil on the oil rig. They yeah. would still be working on the oil rig right now. They wouldn't be well, scattered. He wouldn't just send them home because he left. I also have the bigger problem to me is that like Bruce Willis fires Ben Affleck right because he's mad. Yeah, he did some stuff in the oil rig. He, he's like, I need him on the crew. He goes to find him. Ben Affleck has started his own oil business. Yes, yeah. he he has a sign and an oil will, and it's like, <laughs> what? It doesn't make sense. How does he have his own business in the span of twenty four hours? Less than twenty four hours. I was just like, oh, my gosh. So, anyways, and I do like the fact where Keith David is kind of like, yeah, this plan sounds terrible. And I'm like, I agree with you, Keith David. This does sound like a terrible plan. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get, like, the the thing of, like, they all agree to do it, but they want some demands. And that's where you get the thing about, like, oh, they want to pay taxes and they want to bring back, like, eight-track tapes and all this weird <clears> stuff. <throat> and then, then we go into the next montage of them getting physicals. That's where Ellen Cleghorn shows up and is apparently sticking a dildo in their butts for some reason. Apparently. I don't, I don't know what that has to do with um, – because, like, uh, I think Will Patton's like, hey, I'm just here to drill. And she's like, me too. And it's like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they don't pass right. any – they don't pass any of their physicals, but NASA approves them. And then, like – I was so mad that I always had to turn off the movie and walk away from it when they're like, after they get approved and then they're going to like get trained to go into space and they're like walking up and William Fichter's like, talk about the wrong stuff. <laughs> I, was so, yeah. I was so mad. There's a, so, there's a um, lot of garbage in this movie. So they have some special uh, X-71 special shuttle that shuttles that they're going to fly up there doesn't really matter then we get another montage of them training to go into space where they're you know like doing all the stuff and blah 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 and uh they they're mad about like i don't understand like they, okay i understand that they know drills well but they like rewire the whole like armadillo like landing vehicle yeah like, i i don't understand that like they rewire the whole landing vehicle right and they basically make the entire thing a giant drill. Like, do you need that? I did like the, I don't look, I'm not a mechanic. I'm not going to pretend that I am, but I know a fair amount about how things work. Right. There is, it's a drill, right? It's got a motor. It's got some controls. You can mount it on the side of this armadillo and work the controls from the side of the armadillo. You don't have to be, you don't have to take everything out and rewire everything. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But then, during that montage, we do get one of my, I don't say one of, maybe my favorite part of this movie. And it's something that when I I worked with the Tush at Sam's Club, he used to say it all the time. It's when, like, you just cut to Owen Wilson. He's like, he's like, yeah, but, like, if you had to, he's like, 
And he's like, I, I think I'd probably be Han Solo. And Ben Affleck's like, no, if anything, I'm Han Solo. You're Chewbacca. And old Wilson's like, Chewie, have you even seen Star Wars? <laughs> Dave used to say that line all the time uh, in like an Owen Wilson voice. So um, anyways. <laughs> That's neither uh, here nor there. Please move on. Please move on. So they go over the flight plan. They're going to have two teams uh, in case one fails. And they're going to like, they have to drill down. 800 feet question mark yes yeah, 800, 800 feet, feet. Uh, and it's going to be like a remote detonate they're going to remote detonate the nuke so they can leave and they have to do it before they get to the zero barrier which is like if it gets past that it doesn't matter if they blow it up it's still going to trash the earth right uh ben affleck asks live tyler to marry him and he also loves kissing shoulders i have yeah. that written in there because he's just like kissing your shoulder yeah. and, and and bruce willis watches them creepily for a fair amount of time like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, first of all they managed to get inside like the engine well <laughs> yeah of yeah. this mm-hmm. giant spacecraft rocket rocket yep. mm-hmm. and bruce willis you know is looking around and just kind of stands there watching watching ben affleck like manhandle his daughter no uncertain terms he was he was going to town pretty pretty good on her and bruce was yeah. just standing there and then walks away he stand there for a yeah. fair amount of time and then walks away yes uh okay so then we get like another montage of them like practicing drilling and uh ben affleck and bruce willis argue some more like I guess we're supposed to believe that Ben Affleck is kind of like a hothead and he goes against the rules of drilling. I, I I don't know. Like, I feel like they really overestimate, like, the science. Not the science, but maybe the artistry of drilling oh, in this we'll, movie. We'll talk about the science of this movie in a little bit. Okay. So uh, then they, they he gets uh, Billy Bob Thornton to agree to give him the night off before the mission. We get that dumb scene with the animal crackers Ugh. where he's like, and, like, he she's like, oh, do you think... Do you think anyone else is doing this exact same thing? I have, like, news for you. Nobody else is doing that exact same thing no. right now. I guarantee you they're not. No. Nowhere on the earth. There's no, um, no, there's no way. Will Patton goes to visit his ex-wife and his son. His ex-wife, who's apparently the original April O'Neil, according to Mr. Filmography here. That is correct. Um, and, like, all the other guys are like, I don't know, just send them to a strip club, I guess, where they get in a fight. With like a biker gang, because because sure. uh... <laughs> they're stealing all the strippers, <laughs> and so then like uh, a big piece of the while this is going on, a big another big piece of the meteor falls and destroys Shanghai. <laughs> was it Shanghai? Or I thought it hit Paris. Shanghai. No, Paris is later. Oh, first, later. it blows. First, it blows up. It kills fifty thousand people in Shanghai. Got that, it, later, got it, got Paris it, got gets wiped out. Uh, so, but because of this, news of the asteroid gets out, and so everyone starts freaking out. They find out about the mission. They're going to leave. Uh, ben Affleck starts singing, leaving on a jet plane, and then they all do for some reason. Um, <laughs> that part was so stupid. <laughs> President gives a speech, which is, while inspiring, nowhere near as good as Bill Pullman's in Independence Day. Um, and then the shuttles finally launch, and like LPJ mentioned, we are an hour into this movie, and the shuttles finally take off. Um, the movie and it felt seen- long up to that point. Like it yes. felt like a long movie up to that point, and I paused it because I had to go upstairs. I was done watching it, and I was like, "There's an hour and thirty left. An hour and thirty left." And yeah. there's an entire w- movie after that. I watch it like the f- uh, I watch it in three goings. The first time I just watched a half hour and I'm like, I got to stop. Then I watched an hour and then I finished an hour today. Um, Okay. So then in a whole sequence, 
to me, seems completely unnecessary because they get in the space and then immediately they have to dock with the Russian space station to get more fuel? Question mark? Because they have to, they're pulling some kind of weird move where they're slingshotting around the moon in order to get enough speed to catch up to the asteroid. Yeah. But they need special fuel from the Russian space station? No. So the, the way... First of all, it doesn't make any sense. But they need to... They, they spent fuel to get up to space, right? But So mm-hmm. they need to top off, I guess, to make sure they have enough fuel to do the slingshot maneuver around the moon to make sure they catch up in time. I mean, I, I don't know. They couldn't just take an extra fuel tank, like in their cargo bay or something? I, I don't know. I literally have a note somewhere in here where I'm like, I don't, the scene doesn't need to exist. Like, cause they go in there and like, that's where Peter Stolmeyer shows up and he's like a crazy Russian cosmonaut and uh, they dock with the space station and he's crazy. And I, yeah, my note says, why is this scene in the movie? Cause they're going to refuel, but then something happens when they're trying to refuel. There's like a leak and like the whole station ends up exploding. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the whole scene exists just to get, like, Peter Stomar on one of the space shuttles. Yeah, but I don't really understand why. Like, he doesn't actually serve any purpose on the mission. You know, everything he does could have been done by somebody else. I know, but I got to be honest. I kind of do. Oh, he's a great character. He's great. Like, I really enjoy his character, but he didn't need to be there. No. And also, like, if, like, the like the job was so important that they had Ben F, like, down in the fuel pod doing, like, why didn't Peter Stomar just do it then? Like, if he knew how to work the controls and stuff. Yeah. Or or any of the trained astronauts that were there. <laughs> Who knows? So, anyway, so the space station explodes in, like, a 20 to 25-minute detour for this movie. It's like, because at this point, there's an hour left, okay? So, they slingshot around the moon. They get up to, like, 22,000 miles per hour. Uh, and they catch up to the meteor, and I thought part of the plan was, like, they're like, oh, if you catch up to it here, like, the gravity will, like, allow you to get land on it. But there's still, like, a ton of debris, so I feel like that that didn't really work out for all. Yeah, the, one of the... Was suppo- the gravity of the moon was supposed to pull, like, a bunch of the, a bunch of, the, like, the, the tail debris from the from the asteroid down to the moon, but it never actually did it. Right. So uh, the, the shuttles are the independence and the freedom. The independence crashes... Uh, and that's the one where, like, the pilots get killed. Uh, the guy on the drilling team who, like, Lord knows if I can remember his name, gun to my head, I couldn't tell you, he gets killed. And, like, Owen Wilson gets killed very, like, unceremoniously. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't even re- I didn't even realize he was dead. Like, because I hadn't seen this movie uh, in so long. And I was like, oh, yeah, Owen Wilson, I know he doesn't make it to the whole movie. But then it was like, oh, he's, he's dead. Well, uh, that's the problem. I forgot who is on what shuttle. Like, the only people that I realized who was on what shuttle was, I just knew that Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis were on different shuttles. I didn't really, it didn't, I didn't piece together who was on what shuttle until after the fact, until after the crash happens. Right. So, um, so the Freedom, the other shuttle, it kind of lands safely, but it also kind of crashes, and it, like, misses their actual landing site by, like, 26 miles, like, where they were supposed to, like... But I don't understand how they knew so because they're like because like 
the thing about like Steve Buscemi's character is that he's like he's actually really smart and he has like degrees from like all these. Anyways, but like they're like, oh well, this part of the uh, meteorite is like iron or whatever. But how do the do they know like what the surface and what area is like? You know, like how do they know that like well, if we land here, it's going to be better for digging as opposed to here, which is made of iron. Like, how do they have any of kind of those readouts and stuff? No about idea. The asteroid? No clue. Okay. The only way they would know that is if they had a satellite that was surveying it, but they didn't have any satellites out there, to my knowledge. Because what? Well, why would you have a satellite just like floating around in space, not doing anything? Like they, no, there's no way. There's no way they could possibly have known. So anyways, so, uh, and this is where you find out that Owen Wilson's dead. And I was like, uh, oh man, Owen Wilson's dead? (laughs) Yeah. I was really bummed about that. Yeah. Um, So, okay. Um, Then they they were like, we're getting out of here. And they get get in the armadillo, which is what they call the vehicles. Why does it have a a machine gun on it? (laughs) You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. And even like. Even if it wasn't for this mission, right? Why would the why would a space exploration vehicle have a machine gun on it anyway? <laughs> no, it would. There's zero reason for this mission or any space exploration that your like rover vehicle would have a machine gun. On it. Yeah, especially who are you gonna shoot? Especially, especially yeah, you're going to an in this case, you're going to an uninhabited meteorite unless they thought they were going to run into aliens yeah they made such a point of stripping it for weight that would be the first thing they would take off i i don't know so and that's like i have a note here where they finally they finally start drilling i'm like man drilling doesn't really seem like it's that complicated no it really doesn't (laughs) the drill gets fucked up uh because that they're drilling into iron i guess and they're like there's a lot of stuff where it's like we got to put on a new drill bit we got to switch out like a motivator or whatever it's it's, there's a lot of stuff the transmission it's not a motivator it's not star wars let's not give it that much credit oh this this is this is also where i have a note that said it literally wrote this it said wait did one of the other drilling guys die on the crash shuttle this is when i realized that that other guy was dead yeah because i'm like i'm like oh wait what oh okay anyways um so Bruce Willis and uh William Fickner kind of argue because they're getting close to they're having trouble Jesus they're having trouble having drilling trouble. the right amount of feet in well, time. Well and they're having trouble they're, at a certain point they don't think they're going to be able to remote detonate the nuke. Right. So the president makes a decision where he's like I'm going to remote detonate it now while we still can. But like Billy Bob Thorne's like, well, it's not going to help because like if you blow it up, it's not going to do anything. So him and like William Fickner and Bruce Willis argue and the bomb's ticking down and there's a lot of yelling and like William Fickner pulls out a gun. And but eventually Bruce Willis convinces them to. um, Well, first, Billy Bob Thorne has some NASA guy shut down the uplink. They get it going again. But then Bruce Willis convinces him to disarm the bomb. Because he's like, I've never not drilled what I've tried to drill before. Because he's super passionate about drilling. Uh, it's his life. So they, yes. So they disarm the bomb. Uh, then perhaps the stupidest scene in a in a movie full of dumb scenes is when they jump the armadillo over the space canyon. <laughs> yeah there's there's that. So they have these. Everything. Everybody has these jets on them to keep them on the face of the asteroid so they don't kind of float off because there's not a ton of gravity there. So they have these like jets that 
face upward to propel them down. And they have them on the armadillo too, to keep it, you know, on the, on the plane of the, of the asteroid. So they rev up the armadillo, head toward a Canyon, turn those jets off so that they start floating up and out and then magically can't get the jets back on. So they're floating out in space. And Peter Stormare has to go outside and get the jets working. And he's like hanging from the back of it. It is a dumb scene. Um, Okay, so then uh, at this point, Steve Buscemi has space dementia. <laughs> Which apparently is a thing. Who knew? And so he like, gets crazy and he starts like firing the other machine gun all over the place. Um, and then like they hit like a gas pocket which blows up part of the drill and the sends the armadillo flying into space and blows up so like that Max guy dies. Yep. See a Max, we hardly knew you. This is when another bigger piece of the meteorite destroys Paris, which That's is like, right. like, I don't really know if we needed the whole entire destruction of Paris in this movie. It's like, we know the asteroid's coming and it's going to wipe out Earth, but I don't know if we need to raise the stakes anymore. But They okay. added that. That was uh, something they added at the end because they wanted something else in the, in the trailer. So they spent an oh, extra really? $3 million for that scene. <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, Ben Affleck and, uh, uh, Peter Snowmare and Michael Clark Duncan make it to the drill site just when all seems lost and like that the world's going to end. Um, and they, they, uh, Steve Buscemi still got space dementia. So they wrap him up in duct tape, which by the way, I read is actually how NASA says to deal with someone who, uh, like goes crazy. Like that's like the protocol of someone. Yeah. You, space you, and they yeah. You restrain them. Um, so they end up getting to 800 feet. Um, but then like, I don't know, like the asteroid starts going crazy and stuff starts flying around and Gruber, who's one of the military guys, he gets killed. Uh, my note really, my note, my note literally says, see a Gruber, other army guy, I guess, question mark. Um, but because of this, like the remote detonators damage. So somebody has got to stay behind to set off the nuke. Uh, they draw straws, and I'm like, how do they have so many straws on the shuttle? But anyway, Well, it wasn't straws. It was wires. Oh, was it? Yeah, they were just oh, wires. Right. Oh, well, so, sorry, Mr. Defend this movie to the I'm death. not defending. I'm <laughs> just saying, I know what a wire looks like. <laughs> All right. Well, I know. I was kind of glassy-eyed at this point. It was like hour 200 of this movie. That's fair. Um, so Ben Affleck draws the short straw, and he's like, All right. He's like, well, everyone's going to die. I have no one that gets to do it to save the world. Uh, but Bruce Willis basically, he's like, well, I'll take him down. And he like unhooks his air and he's like, I'm saying you got to take care of Grace. That's Liv Tyler's character. Um, and he's like, I marry her and take care of her and blah, 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 blah. Uh, then like probably the most effective scene in this movie is the one where Bruce Willis is talking to Liv Tyler and like saying goodbye. Like as dumb as this movie is like, that's like, that's a good scene. Like the scene with him and Ben Affleck, I think is good. And I think this scene is good, which is crazy to see that. I saw that this is like the first thing they shot was like the scene between them, like him talking to her on the, on the screen and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's a sad scene. Uh, so they have a little bit trouble getting the shuttle to take off. And then Peter Stomauer like hits it with a wrench and it takes off. Um, Bruce Willis successfully detonates the bomb. It cracks the asteroid in two, just like they thought it would, and it misses the Earth. Uh, shuttle makes it back to Earth. Everyone celebrates. A couple questions here. How did Will Patton and his son, Will Patton's wife and his son, get there? Why is that stripper there on the landing field? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, ben Affleck gives uh, Billy Bob Thornton the mission patch because there's like a really, like, it must have been, 
a jettison side plot yeah, from the original, original screenplay about how, like, Billy Bob Thornton always wanted to be an astronaut, but he couldn't because he had, like, uh, some kind of like something was wrong with his leg. Like they never really tell you what it is. Yeah, he had like a, like, like a, a muscular disorder or something. So, he, but like he's like, I always wanted one of those mission patches. So like Bruce Willis was like, Well, I'll make it back. I'll give you my home. One of the last things he does before he like seals Ben Affleck and he's like, Give this to uh, Truman. And it was his mission patch. So he gives him the mission patch. Cue the Aerosmith song, and then we're at the wedding of Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, and everyone's there, and they show the pictures of the dead at dead drillers, and that's when I was like, wait, who's that guy? Um, and then that's the end of the movie. It we sure it. is. Which, by the way, I did read that they said originally the movie just ended on the tarmac there, yeah. but then Michael Bay and Ben Affleck were like, no, we got to show the wedding, and they actually filmed it on like Super 8 cameras, and some of the footage was actually shot by Ben Affleck. So. It was his. It was his Super 8 camera they used. Yes. Also, did you see that they said that NASA shows this film in their management training program uh, as basically like a task of trying to spot how many errors are in it? Yes. Not only and that. So there's 168 errors they found so far. Um, yeah. Earlier this year, Aaron and I went to go see um, uh, the physicist. Why can't I'm blanking on his name? Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. We went and saw Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he gives like two hour lectures and he has he has like dozens of different lectures that he could do. One of the lectures is all about this movie and the scientific inaccuracies of it. He does a two hour <laughs> lecture about everything wrong in this movie. It, he did a little bit of it for us. And he said uh, the only thing that they got right was um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's speech to the president about how they weren't able to detect it. Like in time, he's like, well, you know, there's, uh, we, we get, uh, like $3 million and that covers like uh 1% of the sky for us to look in like yeah. budget so small. Uh, and then he also said like the size of the asteroid, the Texas size asteroid is actually pretty accurate compared to how they describe the destruction of the, of the planet. Oh. Uh, so I, I like one of the big things they put out was like, yeah, like there, there couldn't be fire in space. Yep. Can't be fire in space. But I feel like a lot of movies pretend like there could be fire in space. Sure, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no fire in space. Um, if you shot all of those nukes at the asteroid, it wouldn't destroy the asteroid, but it would alter its trajectory enough to push it backward and like send it someplace else. Um, what else? I mean, there's a million things in here. Like anything you could think of that that could go wrong, that could be wrong, is wrong in this. I also like how, like, if you read some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, it basically seems like everybody who made this movie, Michael Bay, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Bruce Willis, just hate this movie. <laughs> and they just, like, did it for a paycheck. Yeah. Like, they all hate it. Uh, Bruce Willis never wanted to work with Michael Bay again because he hates the way Michael Bay directed. Michael Bay complained because he had to film the whole thing and, like... It was too short of a time frame, and if he had the chance to, he would redo the entire third act. Uh, <laughs> ben Affleck makes fun of the movie publicly. Uh, <laughs> Steve Buscemi did the movie because he wanted a bigger house. I mean, like, there's all kinds of stories about how everyone who made it hates this movie, which explains why there was never a sequel. It's true. Well, also, like... I, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna say because they would say like, how would you make a sequel? But they could, they could find a way if they really wanted to. Oh, totally. Um, it makes me wonder though, like, for real, you know, like maybe not NASA, but the government, someone, someone somewhere, there are plans to deal with like this 
very situation. Like, if there's an asteroid headed toward Earth. Well, actually, like, that was one of the things that Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about. Um, he he has a certain level of clearance with the government, um, and he's part of think tanks that go in and just discuss this stuff. And so, huh. and it's it's people like. You know, Professor Michio Kaku, who's a uh, who's a phys- famous physicist. Um, there's all kinds of like guys from MIT and from the CERN uh, the CERN lab. Um, uh, like they all get together and just think up different scenarios and how to deal with them. And uh, so the huh. government has all this stuff planned. That's that's really interesting. I wonder if one of them is to send oil rig drillers. I can guarantee it. you, that's not one. <laughs> Um, you have some role reversals for us? I do. Um, so we'll do, we'll do Grace first. So Grace Stamper, uh, Mila Jovovich, who would have been perfectly fine in this. Yeah. Uh, Robin Wright, I think would have been really good in this. Uh, I feel like she was, she would have been a little too old. Yeah, probably. Uh, Denise Richards, who would have been fine, but probably terrible. Yeah, maybe. Um, for Truman... So, so uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character, Tim Robbins. Yeah, fine. I can see that. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, De Niro would have been terrible. <laughs> I can't even begin to see De Niro in this. And Michael Keaton, another one who I don't think would be very good in this. No, I, I mean, I like Billy Bob yeah, Thornton in this. Billy I kind of wish he would. I kind of wish he would have got more in this. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, like I, I think. Uh, a lot of the performances I, I, I kind of like, I like Bruce Willis enough in it. Like this is back when he was still trying in movies. I feel like, yeah. um, I really, like you said, I really think Ben Affleck's really the only one who kind of does a stinko job in this movie for what they're given. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck's really bad, like really bad in this. Um, so the only other one I, I have, this movie was originally going to be written for Arnold Schwarzenegger to take Bruce Willis's spot. <laughs> Can you I, imagine I, what that would be like? <laughs> I feel like every action movie between like I don't know like 1985 and like in like 2000 was like written for Arnold Schwarzenegger in mind. Yeah, can you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in a spacesuit in space? He's way too big to fit in the sh- shuttle. Didn't he have a spacesuit on in Total Recall? Yeah, but he wasn't really in a shuttle. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I cannot picture that uh i think i mean obviously there were no though i could i don't know like it's hard it it's always hard sometimes in the movies because it's like yeah for all this movie's faults like i can't really picture someone besides bruce willis being here right. stamper so yeah and you know um, it, it, that's one of the weird things about this movie you mentioned the acting in it the acting is pretty solid like will Patton's really good in it owen wilson's really good in it bruce willis is good in it um you know, Liv Tyler's fine. She she was actually pretty good in it too. Billy Bob Thornton's mm-hmm. great. I think he's really good in this. Um, but overall, the movie is so poorly written in places. Doesn't make any sense. It's such a weird movie. Like the parts, all the parts seem like good things, but they just didn't mesh together. Which is weird because it made you know a you know half a billion dollars. Yeah, but I mean, uh, uh, the quality of a movie, I mean, like, never necessarily translates to the how much money it's going to make fair. or, you know, whatever. Like, a good movie or bad movie, like, that's how much money. I mean, it, 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 to a certain extent, this movie, at least on a one viewing in a movie theater, serves its purpose, right? Sure. You're eating popcorn, you're watching the explosions, it's summer, you know, like, it definitely 
checks off all those boxes. So I understand why it made a ton of money, especially with the marketing behind it and all that. Like that yeah. makes sense. Like I said, watching it, however many years ago it is now, like, well, <laughs> I don't know. let's get to rating it then. Okay. Uh, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Uh, why don't you go first on yeah. this one? Um, yeah, this movie it makes no sense. It is there's so many dumb things in it that don't need to be there. It's entirely too long. It's at least at least forty minutes too long. Probably you could probably cut an hour of this movie pretty seamlessly and not lose anything. Um, you cut the whole you cut the whole sequence with Peter Stomar. You cut everything with Just, Peter Stormare. You cut everything where they're um, like blowing off steam. Right. I say cut the Peter Stomar going to the Russian space station. Just have him be that member of the oil crew that we'd never learn anything about and dies unceremoniously. Just add him to add him as like a crazy member of Bruce Willis's crew. Sure. Because I like his performance. He's just a crazy Russian guy that works for him. Yep. Cut out that whole sequence. You lose like 30 minutes in the movie right there yep you cut the opening monologue the opening narration you don't need that um like right there that's easily 40 to 45 minutes you could cut Mm -hmm. and it would make the movie better like it would make it it would set the pacing up it would just keep it going that's one of the weird things about like normally a michael bay movie just it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going it doesn't really slow down it just keeps ramping up this had weird like start stops to it which is kind of un-michael bay like um and right. even at the end, like even the end, there were some weird lulls, like with the drilling. Well, none of the action sequences in this movie are really that interesting, I would say, no. at all. Really, like the the crash is is okay. Uh, like the the shuttle crash is okay. Um, other than that, there's really not actually a ton of action in it. Mm-hmm. It's no, just some destruction. I mean, yeah, I'll that's agree. really about it. But anyway. So yeah, so this, the movie's entirely too long. The acting is pretty good, like with the exception of Ben Affleck, who is, I think Ben Affleck's so bad in this movie, like it negates three or four other actors' good acting in it. Like he's <laughs> terrible in this. Um, and the plot makes no sense, like I said. But the weird thing is, like I don't hate watching this movie. Like I don't mind watching it. It's it is too long, but it, I don't hate watching it. It's. For whatever reason, it's enjoyable. It's a solid ending. I think that's what really, like, the ending really sticks to landing as far as, like, emotional content with Bruce Willis dying and talking to Liv Tyler and the asteroid blowing up and the whole scene at the end where they're getting off the tarmac and everybody's kind of cheering and getting happy and, 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 you know, all the sentimentality with it. And then the wedding scene at the end, like it's all like the ending really sticks the landing. And I think that negates a lot of the garbage you sit through in the beginning of it. Um, so I'm going to say people should see this movie. Uh, it's a good watch, um, but I don't know if it's a good rewatch. So I'm going to go, I'll go three machine guns for this one. All right. Um, I mean, we're not that far apart. I think you're maybe a little more, uh, forgiving than me. Uh, I, th- this, this, I didn't really enjoy this watch. I mean, there were parts of it. Like I said, some of the performances I enjoy. Uh, I, I do enjoy some of the uh, emotional weight at the end of it, but overall, it's it's way too long and it felt too long. And also, we didn't even talk about this. Like, and I understand they're on like a, a, a an asteroid, but like. 
the last hour of this movie visually is terrible yeah. like when they're like they made like i don't know what they could have done but like the look of when they're on the asteroid is not engaging at all like it's like it's dark it's hard to see what's going on and there's like spiky stuffs and it's like i understand you're in space and you're on an asteroid but it's also a movie so maybe you could have done something to make that more appealing because you spend like an hour of the movie on that asteroid and it it just looks ugly and and not like it not engaging like it's you know like i just don't i feel like they could have done something i don't know what to make it more like pop a little more on the screen you know no i agree and and to your point i know you love it when i bring up star trek um jesus christ but in star trek they go to real barren areas and and you know asteroids and stuff like that and all of them look better than this like even the yeah, ones it, that were designed to be ugly still look better than this one. Yeah, so that that kind of really turned me off at the end of this movie. So I, I don't know. It it's fine for what it is. Like I said, I think if, like a, a watch in the theaters, you know, or if, a first watch, and it delivers as a popcorn movie. But I don't feel it has any rewatchability. I can't see myself ever sitting down and watching this whole movie again as long as I live. Uh, but it, I don't hate it. Because it, it was fun to talk about because it is kind of, I'm going to go two and a half machine guns on it because I think it's kind of right in the middle. Sure. Where I, it, it wasn't like so bad that I hated watching it and it was fun to talk about and I understand its importance, but it, it also isn't very good. And it's too long. It's way too long. Like you said, if it was like 40 minutes shorter, I probably would be able to bump up like a whole machine gun on my rating. Yeah, that's fair. No, I agree. Because all the stuff they would cut out is a lot of the stuff that we have a problem with. Right. If they cut out like 40 minutes and somehow make the end of the movie a little more visually interesting, mm-hmm. I think you got something there. But I don't know. Like I said, I, I understand, you know, I, I don't know. Do people, does anybody actually, that's a great question for the Discord. Is there any people that actually legitimately like this movie? Not just like nostalgia goggles or actually like, I like this movie, or is this just a movie that people like because it is bad, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious about that too. Cause you know, I, I don't know. This movie was such a, such a pervasive thing in 1998. Like it was everywhere that mm-hmm. obviously people liked the movie then. I'm, it, I'm curious how it holds up with the general population now. Yeah. I, like I said, when this episode comes out, I'll be interested to see what kind of feedback we get. Cause I, like I said, I think this movie was very of the moment. And like you said, it was sure. like everywhere in that summer of 98. And the song kind of lasts. But I don't know if that mo- this movie has like that. Everyone knows this movie, but I don't know if it has like a lasting impact, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know if the, I don't know if it has a deep enough impact. I got gotcha. you. Oh, pun intended. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, well. Take that, Armageddon. We finally checked you off our list of movies. And speaking of feedback, if you want to provide us with feedback, the best place to do it is GameZillaMedia.com, our Discord link. So go to GameZillaMedia.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, hit the Discord link, and join our Discord. And you can chat with us about all kinds of things. We got I didn't even realize, we got this awesome thing today from uh, one of our, one of our uh, listeners who showed us a, so we, we did, we did uh, Equilibrium a little while ago. And um, a guy, I think it was, I think it was Sean Flack, um, showed us this clip from an anime that basically rips off the entire first like action scene of equilibrium. It's crazy. It's almost shot for shot. 
Uh, yeah. So that was a neat thing to see. I didn't know that existed. Um, but we, the people bring, show us all kinds of things. Uh, so so chat with us about whatever you want on Discord. We love chatting with you. Uh, and sure. it's nice. We have people pop in all the time and just throw something out, and it ends up starting a, and sparking a gigantic conversation. Um, and mm-hmm. those are always fun. So please yeah. join us on Discord. Yeah, agree. Yep. Uh, and we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow us on all the social media platforms. But like me and LPJ say, uh, really the Discord is where we're most active and yep. more likely to get a response from us. Um, and I, I don't really have any plugs other than to say that this is episode 198 is. of the Last Action Podcast. So we are staring down the barrel of episode 200. So we got... A fun episode for 199 and you know uh, uh, like lpj kind of talked about something big for 200 so uh should be fun yeah. uh and then afterwards it's anyone's guess we haven't planned out after 200 so no it's, i mean we're still gonna be making the podcast right right, right. it's just weird though because like we spent the past what three months at this point two and a half months like with everything planned out yeah which and, is rare and, for and, us and, Yes, usually it, the night after we record, are like, ooh, what are we going to do next? Like, so to have like almost three months of movies played out was a was a very uh, odd thing for yeah. us. It was but kind it's of almost nice, to an end. It was kind yeah, of nice. Maybe, maybe we should think about doing it like that maybe again. We I should. don't know. I think it worked <laughs> out. The themes, the theme months, kind of worked out for us. Yeah, if only I could sell you on non-action movie month, we'd be all set. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So you better wait yeah. for Sphinx to come back because uh, <laughs> no, thank you. um all right cool well uh this is a fun one to talk about which i knew it would be like i said it's not it's not great but it's not terrible but it was fun to talk about so indeed all right well this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated but we'll be back (laughs) 